told you to read ahead to Jacob, right? So, so the question is, what is your, so we're looking at those three. Does anybody see themselves in those, in one of those three? Okay, good. I like what Herod's saying. Abraham and who? Abraham and Isaac, right? So you could be a combination of two. You can. You could, you could be bipolar. <laughs> All right? You could be bipolar, right, in, in the way you handle money. So, so, so look at the first one. First one is this. Money as what? Status. All right? So a lot of times... We think money, we equate money with what? Status. What does it say? People who identify with money as status symbol are interested in money as what? Power as a means of keeping ahead of of one's peers, right? Number two, money as what? Come on, y'all. Read that to me. All right? Money is what? Now, Lois, you ever notice that when you have a little money, how you feel? No, you don't feel great. You feel secure. Feel like nothing can happen. Nothing else could happen. And you ever notice that from the time you feel security in having that money, how something happens and you have to touch it? Come on, raise your hand if that ever happened to you, Okay. So God is telling us something. So before we go there, I want to go here. All right. Second Corinthians 9, 10 says what? Now he who supplies what? To the who? Who's supplying the seed? Who's the sower? All right. What does it say? And bread for food will also supply what? And increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Amen, right? So we know that God is the what? Supplier. Always remember this. God is the supplier. But God can take your harvest. Come on, say amen. And he can cause increase. Now, I believe that if we get a handle on how we spend it, how we manage it, you can retire very well. Listen to me real good. There's a principle in God's word that I have unlocked personally. And here's the thing. I want to retire well. How many of you want to retire well? Amen. How many of you want to retire and not have to think about or even rely on all these other things? Amen. That's going to go away like Social Security. Amen. <laughs> okay. And retire in such a way where you're still glorifying God. Amen. You're still connected to his kingdom. Amen. And you're still doing what God has called you to do. Now, watch this. If God cares so what? For the what? See the flowers? That are here today and gone tomorrow. Wouldn't he more do what? Isn't that something? 
that the God of the universe who takes care of the flowers says, I will take care of you, but you have to do, you have to do your part. But here's the thing. You have to ask yourself a question. Working so much to gain. So, you know what I found out? I almost killed myself. Amen. Working, working, double jobs, triple jobs. All right. Taking on all kinds of jobs. You know what I mean? Doing all this other stuff. And I realized something. I was chasing the dollar. Amen. I thought I was trying to help my family get ahead, but we didn't get ahead because guess what? I was worn out. Guess what? I was broke down and I didn't have no time to spend with them. Come on, help me somebody. Here's the thing. It's nothing like having it and can't enjoy it. Come on, say amen, y'all. Amen. You have it, but you can't enjoy it. Now watch this. And a lot of times we can't enjoy it because of our money type. Amen. Because if we're using it as security, right there, then that means we ain't spending nothing. Come on and say amen. Why is it that money gives us security, y'all? Why? Why is that? Why, why, why? Why can't we just be good with right here? Huh? Everything takes money in the world. We need money to survive. Huh? We don't trust God. But what does the scripture say? This scripture says, if God cares so wonderfully for the flowers that's here today and gone tomorrow, won't he surely care for you? And saints, I believe it's a mindset that we have to change. Amen. That if I get more money, things are going to get better in my life. It's bigger than that. It's about you understanding will really take care of you. Watch this. Every animal. Proverbs 50, 10. Every what? Of the what? Is who? And the what? The world? Tell your neighbor stewardship. Tell your neighbor ownership. And if we don't realize that everything we own does not belong to us, amen, that it first belongs to God and he lowers it and lends it to us, amen, and we now become stewards of it. Because remember I told you a couple weeks back, right? When you check out, we can't fit the house in the casket. We can't put the car in. We may throw a few few jewelry in there for you, you know. <laughs> but everything that you have so worked for. Now watch this. Now, now here's the thing. Now you have to you have to be in tune with some things in order to understand this next phrase I'm going to make. Okay. What will be your legacy when you leave this earth? Because your kids are going to grow up and they're going to do their own thing. Come on, say amen. 
It's about what you impart in them principle-wise, not what you bought for them on Christmas. Come on, say amen. It's you teaching them how to live for God. It's you teaching them how to worship God. It's you teaching them biblical principles to live by, which they will impart into their families, and then they will continue. That's your legacy. Amen. And what I find today is that, okay, let's read the next one. Money is what? Third thing, money is what? But, I, but you know, we got to have fun. But there's some people who are there just locked in on enjoyment. What does it say there? All right. And then the next one. Okay. Somebody. I watched a documentary on um, on um, Amazon Prime. Anybody got Amazon Video, Prime Video? Okay, and 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 it was about. Um, let me see here. I forgot the name of it. Oh. Anyways, uh, it, it was it, 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 but it was talking about America and how commercialized we are, right, and how we. We live in a consumer, uh, you know, with a consumer mindset. But watch this. There's a lady in, in, the, in the documentary. I'll get the name of it for you, okay? She was so locked in on her career that she blocked out relationships, having kids. She said she grew up so poor that she refused to be poor as, a, as, a, as an older person and she, met, she, she just, she, she was a, um, um, one of those people, stock market people, you know, uh, uh, traders and things like that, right? Money, money stuff, right? And, and, and she became very, very successful. But then at, at 50, 55 around there, now she wants to have a baby. Now she wants to slow down. She got married, right? She couldn't carry the baby, so she had some surrogate. Okay, and now, and but the day that she had the baby, her husband left her for a, 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 a person 20, 30 years younger than her. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Now, watch this. Everything was cool, but she had everything. She has limousine drivers. She has it all. Money out the zoo. But money does not buy happiness, but she's used money to control everything and everyone in her life. Amen. So you have to know why you're, how you are wired and how you're using money. Got it? Listen to this. When it comes to money and possession, our focus should be what? God, not on those possessions. We are not grasping and clawing after things, but we're rather seeking God and allowing God to what? Fulfill his promises and provisions for us, just just watch this. Now we all have different amounts of monies, and all of us make different amount of monies, and that that is what by God's design. God knows 
No, how he made you. But I believe, saints, that we have so locked in on the fact that we have to have it. What if you just trusted him? What if you just stepped out on faith and say, you know what? Okay, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to see how this works. What if you were to give away everything you had? Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Have nothing, zero. Start with zero and say, okay, God, let me see how this works. Some of you are like, I got zero now. <laughs> Shoot, we ain't got to go far away. We ain't even got to try that. I got zero now, so you ain't got to worry about that, Pastor. Okay? All right? Now, Deuteronomy 12, 6 and 7 says what? Your tithes and what? And what you have vowed to give in your free will offering because what? That's the key. He says, based on how God has blessed you, you should be able to what? There's the because, right? Because the Lord, your God. Hey, if you don't understand it, it's God that's blessing you, then something is wrong. Hello, somebody. Right? Watch this. Watch this. But we all have the same problem. What do we do with it? How we invest it? How we spend it? How we use it? And what we have to constantly face the fact that money provides for us a what? Test of true saints. I can't tell you this. I can't tell you how, how, how deep this is, but a lot of times money gives us more than what God is trying to give us. Seriously. What we're looking for we're looking at the wrong in the wrong places. Amen. And I've seen people ruin their lives simply because they wanted more. Here's an interesting fact. In the gospel, one out of every 10 verses, one out of every 10 verses deals with what? One out of 10 verses Deals with what? Money and possessions. 288 verses in the gospel. In four gospels. In the Bible there are 500 plus references to prayer. There are 500 references to faith. And there are over 2,000 references to what? Why? Why do you think that is? You know, I don't know why I'm hanging on that, but I believe that that's, that's where the Lord had me tonight. Where we, we, you just said the key word, security. We find our security in possessions, right? And so therefore, object of our love is not the Lord 
but the things that we possess. And then we use the prosperity piece and we kind of spin them in there a little bit. You follow what I'm saying? But he says, when you recognize, when you can change your heart and recognize that, hey, it's the, because the Lord your God, you, because the Lord your God has blessed you. Because the Lord your God has blessed you. Amen? Watch this. Everyone who's willing and whose heart moved him came and brought what? An offering to the Lord for what? See, and I've always said this. I've always said this. Never give because you have to. Give from your heart. If it comes from your heart, you will see a better return. Amen. Not only that, but you'll realize that, listen, here's the thing. It's God that owns all this stuff. I give because God has put it on my heart. Now watch this. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. That's the next one. Honor the Lord by giving him what? The what? Of what? Huh. Is that the word or is that me? That's the word of God, right? And here's the thing. So so let's go here today. Let's go here. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, Pastor. I know, Pastor. Go to Genesis 26. Genesis 26. All right, and we say Isaac type. What's what's the Isaac type? They're disciplined with money, and they maximize it to the what? To the fullest. They're not in love with it, but they use it. Now, there's an upside to the Isaac type, and there's a downside. But I wanted to go to this Genesis 26, right? And, and we saw here last week. We were all up in this thing last week, right? Genesis 26, and, and I want, all right, so we talked about he went to Guerrero, uh, because he obeyed and kept the command, verse 5, all right? And, and verse, verse uh, he lied about, he, you know, he lied about who? He lied about his, his wife being his sister, Rebecca, right? He, family trait. <laughs> See, here's the thing. How you handle money and how you live, your kids will repeat it. I promise you they're going to repeat it, okay? And so what you and I have to do now is start having that conversation Son, you got to cut the grass. Amen. Or you have to do chores. I never forget, I have, it in my, I have it in my prayer closet. The first check I wrote my daughter, Dari, and I had to cash it for $11, right? I still have it in my prayer closet, okay? And, and it was the first check I gave her for doing chores, right? Here's the thing. What, 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 I, what we taught her and what we were teaching her at that time in her life is, is the value of, of money, but not only that, but earning it. Amen. But watch this, but not falling in love with it. All right. Because here's what ha what's happening with our kids today. They're going on Instagram. Come on now. They're, they're going on all these social media platforms and they're seeing everybody. Amen. With, with all the newest stuff, with all this, with all that. And they're getting drawn in. And then they're like, well, shoot. Uh, I want that. Or I want, you know. And then here we go. Here we go. Right. They, they, they're going to ask you the million dollar question. Dad, can I have that? Mom, can I have that? You know, and, and there we are. Right. And so now they're becoming consumers. Amen. And not good stewards. Teach them the value. 
Listen, whatever you've messed up, you can change a generation. Come on, say amen. You can change your generation, but also you can change a legacy. You can change your legacy to be that I taught my children the principles from God's word. First, first, what's the first principle you got to teach them? Teach them how to give. Mm-hmm. Teach them how to give. Now, if you teach them how to give, then everything else is going to flow in their lives. Don't tell, teach them how to tip God. Teach them how to worship God with their gifts. Whatever you earn, so the next thing out of that $11, amen, is what? A dollar and 10 cents. Come on, say amen. And she was happy to put it in the envelope and give it to the Lord. Amen. You take out, and, and what we teach them, we teach them not to give, not to give what the 10th is, give from your heart. Whatever God has put in your heart, and it'll always be above the 10. Amen. So, Look at this. Now, Isaac did what? Verse 12, right? So the Isaac types are discipline, all right? You, you, are, you may be an Isaac type if you're a really tough negotiator, <laughs> amen, and feel like you've lost if you don't get the best deal. Now, I think we talked about this last week, right? All right? Now, Isaac sold in the land, now, there's a famine in the land. Let's just go back up real quick to, what verse was that? Verse 1. Let's go to verse 1. Now, there was a famine in the land beside the previous famine at, that occurred in the days of Abraham. So Isaac went to Gerera to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. Then the Lord appeared to him. Now, now it makes sense that if there's a famine... That you move. But I want to use a principle here to let you know that sometimes the famine doesn't mean that God wants you to move, but God may want you to restructure. Amen. Or God may want you to look at what you already have and work with what you got. Come on, say amen. See, oftentimes when something happens tragically in our lives, to affect our lifestyles, amen, we panic rather than trust, amen. We try to go find whatever, I'll take whatever. That Listen, you're not a whatever person. And know your worth, amen, and know this, that whatever God allows, come on somebody, amen, he'll bring you through it. Are you with me? Watch this now. The text says, the Lord appeared and said to him in the famine, do not go to where? Stay in the land of which I shall tell you. Look what he said. Sojourn to the land and I will be with you and bless you. For, for to you and to your descendants, I will give all these lands. I will establish the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. I will multiply your what? As the what? And I will give your descendants all these lands. So what God was doing is God was making a promise to, to Isaac, right? 
based on the promise that he had made to his father. Remember I said legacy? Remember, remember I said legacy earlier? Amen. And so, so this promise didn't start with Isaac. This promise started with who? His daddy. Amen. And whenever God makes a promise, right? He what? He keeps it. Whenever God makes a promise, he what? He keeps it. What we have to remember is that we have to know who we are, how we handle money, and but we have to take all that into, into, into consideration. But what we must do, what we must do is trust God. Amen. Hold on to the promise. Watch the text. The text says, watch what it says now. It says, and by your descendants, all the nations of the earth shall be what? Because Abraham, tell your neighbor legacy. Because Abraham obeyed me. What, what am I trying to say here? What am I saying here? Huh? What am I saying? Y'all know what I'm saying? Or y'all lost? All right, watch this. Abraham was obedient. So therefore, he was the example to who? All right, then. How did Isaac learn what he learned? From Come on and help me, somebody. Even though his dad and his mama tried to, they did some jacked up stuff, right? <laughs> you know, they, they couldn't wait for the promise. Amen. So they tried to create the promise. A lot of times we're waiting for our breakthrough. But we lose patience. And with the Isaac type, because they're so disciplined, what they try to do, they try to create things. And when things, when bad things happen or when they experience a crisis, they jump into fix-it mode. Amen. But you and I have to understand that the next crisis that happens to you, amen, you have to be ready for it. Amen. And if you're not ready for it, how you respond to that crisis will be the very thing that brings you out. You respond by trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Amen. In all your ways, acknowledge him, but don't take God out of your money decisions. Amen. Hold on to the promise. Because watch this. Because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my law. So Isaac lived where? In Guerrero. And then we get to the point where he lied about his wife, right? But here's where I wanted to go, verse 12. Now Isaac sold in the land, in that land. And look what it says. He was so diligent. See, the Isaac types, they're very diligent. You know, they're very, very diligent. They're diligent people, right? You know, they, they, they are so persistent and they, will re, they don't give in under pressure. They're going to get it, y'all. Amen. And you got to ask yourself a question. Are you the type that will stick with it or do you just say, ah, oh, forget it. It ain't working. Look what the text says. It says he sowed in the land and he reaped in the same year. What did he reap? Hold on a minute. Was there not a famine? And so it tells me that the Isaac types... Amen. Are not only relentless, but they're resourceful. 
Not only are they resourceful, amen, but because they have the right perspective about money, amen, guess what? They know that anything is possible. Oh, I'm sorry. Everything is possible with God. Are you with me? Watch the text. The text says, and the man became what? Verse 13, rich and continued to grow what? Until he became what? I want to help somebody with something. Do you want to be rich or do you want to be wealthy? Ah. The rich man went to hell. I wish I had somebody. Amen. But you never hear anything about the wealthy man. Amen. Wealth is not about money. You know what I said? Wealth is not about money. Wealth has to not only do with money, it has to do with money, but it's not just money. Wealth is accumulating assets. Assets like art. Amen. Believe it or not, if you put your money in art, you're going to get a big return. We don't think like that. See? Amen. We, we'll go buy a car that depreciates. Amen. Amen. A car that what? Depreciates rather than put some money in some art. Right? Assets. Real estate. Okay? When you are accumulating things like that, you're becoming what? Wealthy. Amen? And that's what we have to understand that the Bible says that he sold and he became very wealthy. Watch verse 14. For he had possessions of what? Flocks and herds and great what? Ah, houses too, real estate. So that the Philistines did what? Listen. You can't apologize for being a good steward. You shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't have to. But remember this, from the moment you start prospering, get ready for people, get ready for haters. Get ready for people to start saying, oh, what is he doing now? You know what I mean? And, and it's crazy because they envied him, but watch what they did. Now, all the wells which his father, which his father's servant had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistine, what did they do, y'all? They stopped up by filling them with, with dirt. In other words, they were trying to sabotage Isaac. But here's the thing. Because the Isaac type is relentless, they don't retaliate. Come on, somebody. They relent. They keep pressing. What am I trying to say? You have to learn that even now, even though now you may not have everything you need, and even though you got some haters on around you, amen, and even though you're not where you want to be, amen, you have to keep pressing, amen, in spite of whatever comes your way. Listen, there will be things that are thrown your way at times, amen, financially, that may throw a curveball in your life. But you and I have to have the ability to trust in the Lord, amen, and believe that, listen, this is not the end of the world just because I don't have what I need. Amen? Watch the text. The text says this. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us. Uh-oh. Why? For you are too powerful for us. 
Isn't that something? Isn't that something? He's in the same land as them. He sows. He reaps. He he becomes very wealthy because he put the principles to play. He honored God with what he had. And he became wealthy. I don't want to become rich. I want to become what? Wealthy. I want to be wealthy enough so that I can take what I have and leave a legacy behind so that when I'm gone, the church is still going. The school is still going. Souls are being saved. People are coming into the kingdom, right? Watch this. My family is set up where they don't have to worry about anything. Amen. But watch this. But they have the same mindset that we're glorifying God with what we have. Amen. Watch the text and then we're going to talk about it. And Isaac departed from there. You got no one to leave. Amen. And camped in the valley of Guerrero. And there he did what? All right. Then Isaac dug again wells of water. See how persistent he is? He did not allow a deterrent to cause him to become discouraged. Amen. And oftentimes when we hit a brick wall financially, we, we say, you know what? Forget it. If, if you dug over here and you did well, if you, well, just remember this. As a child of God, wherever you dig, you will succeed. Amen. Look what he says. Isaac dug again the wells of the water which, he, which had been dug in the days of his father Abraham. For the Philistines had stuffed them up after, his, after the death of Abraham. And he gave them the same names which his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there, what? A well of what? Flowing water. The herdsmen of what? Now, you're getting the picture here, right? What's the picture? The picture here is this. You stop me here. Talking about the Isaac type. But then I move over here. And then what? I still succeed. I'm trying to help somebody. No matter what the enemy tries to do to you. Amen. If you're faithful with what God has given you. And if you relent under pressure. And if you say, you know what? You want that? Have it. Amen. Then you move on to wherever you go. The Bible says wherever you put your foot. You will succeed. And that's what we have to believe in this life, saints. As a child of God, amen, if we allow the negatives, amen, to cause us to quit, to give up, to throw in the towel, don't you give up. Don't you give in. Amen. Whatever the enemy may try to do, amen, you have to have this kind of spirit right here. Amen. Where you relent under pressure. Amen. The text says they dug another well. Watch this. Watch this now. It said the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with the herdsmen of Isaac, saying the water is ours. Look at this. So he named the well what? Eshek. Because they what? Contended with them. Then they dug another well and they quarreled over it. Right? And so he named it what? Okay? Sitnam. But moved, but he moved away from there and dug another well, right? And they did not, and they did not quarrel over it. So he named it what? Rehoboth, 
For he said, at last, the Lord has made room for us. I'm trying to help somebody. And he will be what? And we will be fruitful in the land. Isn't that amazing to see a man that no matter what? Look, one opposition. Some of us quit the moment one thing happens. One bad things happen. Tire blows out. Come on, somebody. Something happens. Oh, and we get all bent out of shape like the world's finna be over. Amen. But here's the thing. But if you had your $1,000 emergency fund, remember what we said, $1,000 emergency fund by the end of November, right? You should have it funded so that you can begin to prepare for whatever emergency.